Welcome to Paid in Puke, a podcast where three women with names discuss movies that are about something other than a man. Paid in Puke is hosted by Amy Green, Christina Barr, and Jessica Baxter. It's also a spoiler-filled free-for-all. You've been warned. On today's episode of Paid in Puke, call the corners, bitch! We're back in 1996 to discuss Andrew Fleming's singular work, The Craft. To the other kids at St. Bernard Academy, they were the girls who didn't belong. Whatever you do, stay away from them. Why? They're witches. But after years of being on the outside... Why'd you lie about me? I don't want to go out with you again. Please, stop begging. It's pathetic. Four girls are about to discover the dark side. You ever heard of invoking the spirit? Black magic. Things happen. I mean, this is it. This is real. Columbia Pictures welcomes you to the witching hour. Check it out. Her spell is working. Sit. <laughs> <laughs> craft. Girls, watch out for those weirdos. <laughs> we are the weirdos, mister. The Craft. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Written by Peter Filardi. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Who could forget? Yeah. <laughs> and starring Robin Tunney, Feruza Bulk, Nev Campbell, and Rachel True. Yeah. And to a lesser extent, Skeet Ulrich and Breckenmeyer. <laughs> And Christine Taylor, to a lesser extent, too. Yes. Great performances in this movie. I rarely say this, but I do feel like this movie is right for a remake. Uh, yeah. yes. Watching it with a critical eye is nowhere near as fun as watching it for fun- funsies. Yes. <laughs> uh, there's some problems. But God, I love Feruzabalg. What a revelation. I did read they are remaking it. David Duchovny signed on to be in it. <laughs> wow. I don't know who okay. he would be in it. As some minor character, but they're getting... As Chris Hooker. Young. They're skewing really old for the teenagers this time. Just do a glamour on them. <laughs> There's someone from the show Pose who got cast Woo, in it. Gotta love yeah. the show. I yeah, love that's a great that show. show. And then I can't remember the other names of the people that were cast. I, I didn't know who they were, but it sounds promising. You don't remember yeah. who from Pose was cast, do you? I don't remember. I don't remember the name. One of the younger people, I hope. <laughs> I hope so, yeah. Okay, well, that's exciting. I'm glad they're doing that. I, I really rarely feel that way, but I feel like this one, it just it has problems. But we'll talk yeah. about all the yes, hot probs we'll in a little bit. But first, I want to introduce Lucy Green. 12 year old Lucy Green is back. Lucy. You blow it tonight, girl. And it's Keggers with Kids all next year. Keggers with Kids all this episode. Lucy, this was your first time watching The Craft, of course. What did you think? Yeah, it was good. They definitely did, like, a good job, like, 
showing the change of a character. I don't know. It was good. Did you have a favorite character? Um, probably either the main character or that one girl with like the really curly hair. I liked her a lot. She just didn't seem to have like much things she did bad. Rachel True, you mean? Yeah, I don't remember. <laughs> That's Rochelle. Oh, Rochelle. <laughs> Rochelle, yeah. Yeah, Rochelle was kind of the, the least wicked out of yeah, all of them. She was just had her own struggle. She kind of went along with what Nancy said, but for the most part, she stayed neutral. Yeah, I feel like some of the last scenes, they were so crazy, but they were, like, really cool. Did you think any parts were scary? I wasn't really scared by it, but it might have been a little scary. Oh, when she was in, like, the shower and she, like, closed it and there were, like, all the snakes and the bugs against it, that was pretty scary. Those were all real snakes. They got no. hundreds of real snakes. <sighs> yeah. Pretty creepy. I know now they would just do that with CG, but those were all working actor snakes and wow. rats and all those creepy crawlies were all like oh, unionized. Nice. <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> like, yeah. We gotta get this shot or we're gonna lose the snakes. Yeah. <laughs> they need to take a break. I like that. I really, I kind of miss that about, I mean, it's probably a lot easier to make a movie now because of CG, mm-hmm. but I kind of miss that struggle. <laughs> As someone who doesn't make movies for a living, I miss the struggle that other people have to do. <laughs> And you can kind of see how far the effects have come since then. Like the part where her hand becomes like snake, like finger snakes. (laughs) I know. (laughs) I was just like, whoa, that would look so much better if they redid that. Perusable is so talented, but she barely sells her finger snakes. (laughs) They were stupid. Yeah, I was just like, And then there's like some that grew out of her head for a second. I don't know if that was practical or not. It looked like just bad CG. Yeah, yeah. It reminded me of Beetlejuice in a little way. Yeah. Yeah. Except that this movie is not meant to be nearly as camp as Beetlejuice. Yeah, yeah. Although certainly the best parts of it are the scenery chewing that that Bruce Bulk does, I think. (laughs) (laughs) She's in a completely different movie than everyone else. She really is. I know. And I feel that way about her in other movies too sometimes, like in a great way. And I do... um, the, the meanest one. Oh, yeah. Nancy. Nancy. Yeah. Crazy. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, she takes it to a dark place, that one. <laughs> <laughs> just her facial expressions are so good. And it's just when they're on the beat, like she has the snake and she's like kissing the snake <laughs> and stuff. You know, the serpent is a very powerful being. You should respect it. Aren't you powerful? Yes, and it was just like creepy and she's intense <laughs> right I, I, it's, it's like the opposite of what I usually like a subtle nuanced kind of performer you know but yeah. I just love it from her <laughs> she's just like going for it <laughs> yeah I mean, like, it's I a think movie I, about magic, so right. subtle is not really called for here. Right. Also, like, I like that she's aware that she's being over the top and not like, you know, for example, Michael Shannon, who for me, like, his over-the-top <laughs> acting is like, this is my Oscar clip! You know, she's just going camp. <laughs> she knows it's not her Oscar clip. Yeah. That is very true. We haven't even said what the movie is about. Which... Okay. <laughs> But I feel like our listeners must know that this movie is about a bunch of witches in high school who are outcasts, and Robin Tunney plays Sarah, who just moved to L.A. from San Francisco. Do they say why? Um, I think they hint at why. She had some troubles. I think they okay. moved because she... Oh, because she tried to kill herself? I, I kind of assume I get that impression, was. too. Like, her parents wanted a fresh start for her or something. Uh, it's always a funny thing to me in movies, like when they first walk into their new house, it, it seems like 
none of them have been there before. Like they bought a house <laughs> yeah. sight unseen. You know? like, oh, it's a little dusty in here. Yeah, Wait, right. nobody. I mean, especially if they're just coming from San Francisco, like nobody could just make to... a flight down and yeah. look yeah. at it. I feel like I've seen that in movies and TV before. It's like really. <laughs> yeah, the furniture's covered with like drapes and stuff or really? I don't know. The like, leak should like not a... have been a surprise. That should have been disclosed. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> yes, if you've ever actually bought a house. And then he's like, oh, well, well it's big though. It's like, yes, it's like what do you do? Do you know anything about this house? <laughs> don't go in the room that's leaking, yeah. It's the main room. <laughs> Front room. Uh, presumably they fix that right up because it never comes back again as an issue but yeah perhaps peter filardi had never purchased a house before when he wrote this script <laughs> right or maybe it's meant to show that this was a quick it was a quick move, move. yeah maybe like, you gotta get out of dodge fast yeah that yeah. could be it's a beautiful house after they get all moved in yeah so an interesting thing about Peter Filardi is uh, he the other movie that he wrote that you might have heard of is called Flatliners. Oh, <laughs> yeah. It's got was all that like even, those. that might have been 80s. I don't remember. Oh, maybe or maybe 1990 or maybe, maybe it's very 80s. early 90s. The early yeah. 90s were basically the 80s. Yeah, basically, I mean, yeah. That's how I feel about it. It's just math. <laughs> yeah. Stylistically, I mean. Uh, Is it Julia Roberts in that? Yeah. Everybody. Right. Keith Sutherland. Anybody. The Kevin hot, Bacon. The hot young Kevin actors Bacon's of the... I forgot I gotta watch that. that. We should just watch that. My friend James references that movie all the time. Whenever somebody has like a hood on, he says they're like Billy Mahoney, which is (laughs) from that movie or something. I I get that reference, yes. (laughs) If you're going to watch the movie, I won't spoil. I mean, I think he told me at the time, this is going more than 20 years ago, that he... You know, it's like somebody that he, the kid was mean to in high school or something is coming back in his dreams. Or it's something. like haunting him, yeah. yeah. The plot of the movie is that they are all doctors who decide to see, they want to know what it's like to be dead. So they they take turns like dying and then getting brought back to life after, like, but right before the point of brain death. There's a, an interim where you can still be, you could be dead, but you could be brought back fairly easily, apparently, with the defibrillator. <laughs> According to this movie, it's real easy as long as you just do it, like, yeah. right away. Yeah. So you're, like, legally dead? Legally dead. And then... Oh, I have a friend who has a friend whose little brother has been legally dead before. Whoa. You could ask him. <laughs> if, he has, if he's haunted by anything from his past. And they all are... Haunted by things that they saw when they were dead. And I actually forget how it resolves itself. Uh, Kiefer Sutherland was kind of a dreamboat in it. That was his dreamboat yeah. period. It kind of like fits with the feel of this movie too. Like the music and the... They're it's just so nineties, you know. To it, yeah. Like, um, it was a very Lost Boys feeling movie to, to certain parts of it. Uh-huh. Like where um, I watched Lost Boys a lot when I was younger and um like where the um the three girls are flying over her bed right and tormenting her yeah and tormenting her in her dreams that was that was exactly what happened to jason patrick in lost boys that is true it seems like there's a lot of movies from this time Mm -hmm. that are have to do with horror and young people that are very similar. Being new to a town and yeah, getting, totally. getting into right. I mean, I also feel like it has some Heather's parallels. Too, yeah, sure. yeah, it totally does. I'm trying to think because I remember seeing something that reminded me of Heather's, but I don't I know, there was something that was a very Heather's moment, and I also don't remember. 
Oh, I think when they come into her room, that, like, the way they enter, like, just the feel of that felt like when JD comes to Veronica's room when he's oh, going right. to kill her. <laughs> Through her window. Yeah. yeah. I also picked up a little bit of a clueless vibe in oh. some of it, like, when they're at school and they're walking through the cafeteria, mm. the music montage of them, like, <laughs> I don't know, just... Is this before Clueless? It's right. I looked it up. It's uh, right after Breckenmeyer because oh, right, Breckenmeyer is there. That's right. And the connective that. tissue there. <laughs> Travis the skater boy. <laughs> His character's name is yeah. just apparently Mitt, but I swear that one of the teachers called him Roger at one point. Oh wow! But uh, so I guess Mitt's a nickname. But it officially <laughs> in the script, I guess it must have been Mitt. Prep school kids. Especially prep school boys often had dumb nicknames. Yeah. Like family nicknames. I don't know why. (laughs) It's just a proud, rich white person tradition. (laughs) But this was pre-Scream, which starred Skeet Ulrich and Nev Campbell. I don't know if you mentioned Nev Campbell yet. Nev Campbell is one of the four ladies. I remember him from the... Yeah, but now that you say that, yeah, I'm like, oh, right. He was in that. His breakthrough role was as Winona Ryder's boyfriend in Boys. Oh, God. <laughs> Boys, what was yeah. that movie? Who saw that movie? Not With me. Lu- Lucas Haas. <laughs> and I was kind of a Winona Ryder's completist. So I was a super fan, and I yeah. still intentionally avoided that movie. I kind of like remember it. it, but I don't... I feel like the plot was, like, was loosely about. based on, like, Snow White. Like, she's... In some situation with like her and a bunch of boys or something. Right? <laughs> seven, seven of them perhaps. Maybe. <laughs> they are a little shorter than her. I, don't know. <laughs> I just remember going to the video store and picking up that box. I would often pick up that box and then go nah and put it back. I remember seeing the trailer for it like a million times. There was a period where I was going to movies all the time. It must have come out around that time. I, w- I looked up the the director on IMDb too, and he did a lot of like really nineties. I guess he, like, wrote and directed Dick. I know, I found that, and I love that movie. That's, Which might be worth a revisit. Yeah, definitely. a movie where they're deep throat, Kirsten Dunst and, and Michelle Williams. Williams. Yeah, I know, excellent so cast. And there's mm-hmm. a bunch of people from Kids in the Hall in it, I think, too. Or maybe, yeah, maybe Bruce, like, two Bruce McCullough's <laughs> definitely in it. I see, and I'm pretty sure David Foley's in yeah, it. Yeah, it's been a while, but I remember liking that movie when it came out. Oh, no, and I can't... And oh, Dan Dan Hedayas! <laughs> Oh, right. As yeah, a, you love Dan Hedaya. I'm Hedaya. a Dan Hedaya super fan. Yes. Yeah. You and might be the world's premier Dan Hedaya fan. I couldn't possibly I, be the only one. It's <laughs> so good. I've literally never met anyone who loved him more than you. <laughs> right. That's true. I have to be the most, but there, there must be other Dan Hedaya fans because he's so good. But yeah, he's Richard Nixon in that movie. Dan Hedaya Lucy is Nick Tortelli from Cheers. Oh. And the dad is Oh, my God. Yeah. Look. I love that your Wait. children both have so many Cheers reference points. <laughs> right. Whoa, he was Carlos' Wow. Yes, he was Carla's ex-husband. And, I have yeah. not seen Cheers in like, <laughs> well, you I don't know. This, cause when it's we, been a while. We started watching The Good Place a while back and it made me, because Ted Danson is in it, it made me nostalgic for Cheers. So we watched, me and my kids watched the first five seasons of Cheers. <laughs> And is it hard so to find? Or it was on it... Netflix. I don't know if it's still on Netflix. Okay. But, um, now I'm like wanting yeah. to watch Cheers. And, and yeah, and in the process of that, like Dash became a super fan of Woody Harrelson. <laughs> <laughs> How many seasons? There are 11 seasons. So Dang. we watched the first five because that's that's the Sam and Diane story because mm-hmm. she left after season five. And they're still good. Like we watched a little bit of the, the next seasons and... 
at some point we want to at least watch the last season because the last season of that show was actually really good, which is weird. You know, usually yeah. something that's gone on eleven seasons, it's like yeah, that's, you know. But uh, of course, some things are a little problematic looking back, especially after Diane left. But I very much still ship Sam and Diane. It's a, <laughs> I think it's a really interesting whole relationship arc. That's you know, that they're probably like my favorite fictional couple. Yeah. Don't. That's your pinned tweet on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> my bio, I think, yeah. is still shipping Sam and Diane. All right, we're so far up. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> this is not about tears. Uh, <laughs> anyway, the, the craft. craft has a great soundtrack. It does. Yeah. It has a great I listened to that soundtrack a, a bazillion times. Yeah. It's great. so 90s, yes. that soundtrack. Mm-hmm. I like love letters to Cleo. Yeah, I love that. Like she's love a lot spit, love you. covering the Smiths. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah there's nothing more '90s than that. Which... Yeah, it's very '90s. I like. Love yeah. spit, love is the guy from Psychedelic Furs, right? Yes. Yeah. There's a whole tie-in with Charmed. <laughs> that was the oh. theme song to Charmed. Oh, it was. Oh. Yeah, and Andrew Fleming actually feels totally but ripped off from Charmed <gasps> because he wanted to pitch a show about witches. And he was rejected. In his pitch, he said, the theme song will be this cover of How Soon Is Now. And then they said, no, we don't want to do that. And then the show came out that had that. And he was like, what? That's like a complete ripoff. It yeah. is. I wow. think there's a lot of likes to that, but I guess not uh, wow. enough to, to help him in any way. <laughs> That's Hollywood for you. And the charm ran for ages and ages, and it would have been probably, I think it might have been better but if Andrew Fleming had been a showrunner for that, because I like the craft so much. And I did watch a lot of Charmed, but in a very ironic way, <laughs> because it was <laughs> stupid. So that was that connection. This is another yeah. case of teenagers being played by adults in varying degrees. Rachel True being the oldest at 30. Wow. <laughs> I, know. I would not have guessed she was the oldest one. They, they do all look like they are definitely not teenagers. It looks yeah. like adults yeah. playing teenagers, but I certainly, I never would have guessed she was the oldest. How old was Skeet Ulrich? He was 26. God. Yeah. <laughs> Great radar. <laughs> yeah, and his career was just starting out. And Breckenmeyer was 24. Nev Campbell was 23. Farisa Bulk was the youngest at 22. Oh. Robin Tunney was also at 24. Farisa Bulk, of course, enjoyed a an early childhood career, <laughs> acting career. Yeah, like the Return to Oz oh, movie yeah, or that something. Movie, that movie terrified me. It was really creepy watching that. <laughs> she was in a couple of bonkers movies. She was also in a really bonkers movie called The Worst Witch, <laughs> oh. which starred Tim Curry and... Wow. Charlotte Ray. Oh my God. Charlotte Ray. That's kind of a, I can't say it's good, but it's uh, worth a watch just because it's kind of fun and silly. Yeah. And, you know, of course, all those actors are going to be bringing it. And then, and then she was also in this movie that I kind of want to watch. It's a TV movie, and it's called Deadly Intentions Ellipses Again. That's <laughs> oh what a title. Oh, wow. Again. And it's with Harry Hamlin and Joanna Kern. Here is the description of this movie. The synopsis. A doctor was sent to prison for the attempted murder of his first wife. When he is released from prison, he starts to plan the death of his second wife, whom he married <laughs> before he was incarcerated. Wow. <laughs> That's a roller coaster of a description. Yeah. Again. Again. <laughs> It sounds like something that might be on like Lifetime or something. Exactly. Like those well, so what kind of sounds like, like? Remember that movie, The Stepfather? Like 
There was that movie, The Stepfather, yeah. and then uh, there were little copycat TV movies of that, I think. Oh. It's not, I mean. I do remember. It was had that guy from Lost in it. <laughs> yeah. It's me. I'm like, that guy from The Stepfather is also on Lost. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> of course. Chronologically, it's reversed. My friends and I watched The Stepfather like a million times. It's loosely based on the guy from my hometown who killed his whole family. It's like what? <laughs> The stepfather was my stepfather. (laughs) Well, I don't know. It's almost like my from my hometown, like the hometown boogeyman, like this. Well, it's got it's actually hilarious, not hilarious story. I don't know why I said (laughs) this guy. He killed his whole family, and he had three kids. His wife and his mother lived with them, and it was very premeditated. Like he called the school, telling them out. The kids won't be in school this week, right? So this is the thing. This happened, like, the youngest kid was about my oldest sister's age. So it was, you know, Ooh. she kind of knew, I don't think knew them. But, but you know, like, that was there. So this happened when I was really little, you know. So it was just growing up, like, knowing this story that happened. But it was like, you know, he killed his whole family and disappeared. And then 20 years after the fact, or maybe, like, 15 years after the fact, that show, America's Most Wanted, came out. You remember that show? Yeah, yeah. And they did an episode about, his name was John List. They did an episode about this case. Like, they came and shot scenes in my hometown. Wow. And they had this, uh, you know, somebody made a bust of, like, what he would look like now and the next day they found him literally the next day he was living in baltimore i grew up in jersey this so he was living in baltimore he had a new name he was working as an accountant he was remarried and somebody spotted him immediately they arrested him like the next day i know it is the power of that show at that time i know it's so wild so for me like that's a there's a pop culture reference because lots of movies are maybe loosely based on john list and wow. the stepfather was mm-hmm. the most based on him, so wow. my friends and I watched that movie a million times. Look that up. <laughs> a million yeah. times. Maybe not quite a million, <laughs> but a lot. <laughs> I've never heard of anyone having that in their regular rotation. That's, I, guess I, can see, I guess I can see the connection. Anyway, we're talking about the ghost. <laughs> I'm sorry, Jessica, you can have so much editing. <laughs> talk about here we could do let's do some hot props i feel like you have let's get into hot props yeah it's a lot of hot props shut up hot props is on oh shit yeah right off the bat i gotta say they make a whole thing about how sarah cut her wrist the right way oh and i remember that made an impression on me like in like seeing that movie everyone that was the thing that people talked about after that they're like oh the right way to kill yourself but then at the end When Nancy goes to kill her, she cuts her the other way. She cuts her horizontally instead of vertically. And then she's like, and then Sarah goes upstairs as if she's going to bleed to death that way. I think that must be intentional for some reason. You know, either like to show that she didn't really want to kill her. Maybe on some level she didn't really want to kill her or Mm -hmm. just how. um, See that. Or she wasn't as powerful as, as Sarah was, maybe. I mean, I guess I feel like they made a point of it and then did it the other way. Like, that has to be intentional for some reason. 
Yeah. It has to, yeah. But, I don't know. Right. I don't know if, I don't know if this is, we're talking about Stanley Kubrick here. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> I'm not sure. It also might just have been easier to shoot that scene. Because I feel like it'd be really weird to make it look good if she was like that. Some red lines drawn on her wrists. It, yeah. it should have been that hard. It's just that really bothered me. I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> and then, of course, the biggest prob of all is why does Sarah like Chris Thank you. so yeah. much? Or at all. <laughs> yeah. I mean, maybe at first he's cute and she's new. Fine, whatever, fine. But then he proves himself to be the worst. And yeah. she's still, at the end of the movie, like, I don't think he deserved every, everything that came to him. He was a good guy. I think deep down, under his date-rapey, slut-shamey, lying, horrible self, he was a good guy. What makes you think that? Right. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Where yeah. is your evidence? Literally, what does she like about Chris? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Right. Especially, she's cast this, like, love spell right after he set, spreads, like, a rumor about her and is, like, the worst, and she's, like, F you. And then it's, like, so I'm going to cast a love spell on him because I still really like him. It's like, right. What? At first I was, like, okay, that makes sense. That's kind of good revenge because it, like, it makes Definitely. him into a puppy dog. Yeah. But then she really wanted him to like her. I like how at first she's kind of ignoring him and taking advantage of him. She's making him carry the books. Could you carry these for me? They're really heavy. Yeah. Oh, and Bonnie's too. She's she's got that back. And then she's like, but no, but I really do like him. <laughs> what? Right. <laughs> That's crazy. Right. And even then, you know, the thing of how their spells end up working against you, and then he likes her so much that he's basically attacking her. I know. Yeah. That part <laughs> was really like that was very the... uncomfortable. Yeah. And also, I don't think it made sense when she's like, it'll come back times three. And then the lady, the girl who got rid of her scars, it came back by giving her more scars. That didn't three times as many yeah, scars, right. I guess. So it makes sense to me. I think that then the scars came back on her face, which yeah, is worse was... than on your back. Yeah, because her whole thing was that she wanted to be able to, she wanted to be beautiful outside as well as the... I drink of my sisters, and I take into myself the power to be beautiful. Outside as well as in. Right? I know. That has such shallow wishes. I know. I want, like, the douchiest guy to like me. Right? Yeah. I want to be pretty on the outside. There's so many other guys at that school. Right. Or, you know what? You don't even have to date someone at your school. Yeah. <laughs> Just throwing that out there. I mean, even before the thing where he lied about her and was an asshole to her, like, I found him so unlikable, even... Just when they were hanging out and he yeah, was, even his like nice guy act was still oh, I thought, was so douchey. Well, yeah, his so... opening lines were like, "You shouldn't talk to those ladies." Oh shit! It's the bitches of Eastwick. What? Yeah, whatever you do, stay away from them. Why? Well, you see the one on the right? She's a major slut. I mean, I don't know from experience or anything, but and the one in the middle, she's got these burn scars all over her body. I haven't seen them, but friends of mine have. Anyway, they're... Nah, never mind. What? What? They're witches. Witches? Well, that's what people say. One of them has scars all over her. Ew. Yeah, <laughs> like, as a reason to not like somebody. Right. And then that yeah. one's a slut. I know. I don't right. know from experience, but then, of course, he does. Right. <laughs> yeah, oh, oh and it doesn't even have to be said why not to be friends with the other one. Yeah, <laughs> I know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Although that also rang very true. I mean, the thing, one thing with this movie that rang so true is I feel like this really movie really nails 
how shitty people are in high school, like the shitty side of teenagers 100% which is what I connected to so much when I saw this movie Mm -hmm. so this movie came out my senior year of high school oh wow and there's a moment where which is just resonates with me so hardcore which is when they're walking down the hall I thought it was Satan oh god oh find a warm place that literally happened to me all the time at school (laughs) jocks coughed Satan at me all the time they also did Witch and Dyke and all those things, but in this movie, seeing them say Satan, I'm like, oh my god, yes! Right. Yes, <laughs> thank you! <laughs> Private school boys are the fucking worst. <laughs> but uh, that's not a problem. That's, a, that's one right. thing I still oh, love yeah, about that not movie. not a hot problem at all. Uh, but yeah, Chris, what? He's not yeah. even that cute. <laughs> yeah, right. I thought he was very cute in Scream, because he really worked up the... Johnny Depp thing. Oh, when yeah. Johnny Depp used to be attractive. That's right? true. But His charm, and he was trying to be charming. And, well, he was succeeding he's... in being charming for a while. Whereas his versus here, where his attempt to be charming is also awful. So, what are you doing after school? Nothing, I guess. I'm busy. Football practice. You can come and watch. Like his like flirting when they're on the roof, and he's like those weird those girls with the weird heads. Like his whole thing is about oh, that was so weird. look yeah. at those girls over there with the weird heads, and she's like, "Oh, you're being so cute right now." Talking what? Right. <laughs> or yeah. also just saying, "Hey, do you want to watch me practice football?" Oh yeah, yeah. That's, no, that's, that's I was just like such what a the... guy thing. Do you want to watch me do a thing? Like not a thing that we will be doing together or that yeah. you will have any yeah. active role in. I see it more yeah, like, was... watch me play a video game. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> watch me practice football. And then she wow. sort she of rebuffs does. him. She makes fun of him for asking her that. And then she goes anyway. Right. Wow. What is crazy. going on with that? I feel like he might be a witch. That, that <laughs> was really weird when, when he was like, they have those weird big heads. Like, I don't know, I noticed because your head's so weird. It's like, what? It's just heads! Yeah. This is his, this is his game. That's his... <laughs> yeah. so weird. It's, I don't get it. Have you never met a boy before? Is this the, your first interaction right, with a yeah. human male? Where, where did you go from? <laughs> hey. uh, yeah, that's a prob. Another prob for me was her <laughs> her wig and the glamour scene. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. When they go, it's oh, real. Yeah. No, it is not. Right. <laughs> I know, it was like, <laughs> it was also like when they're like that can be done with contacts but here here's my really fake looking hair well that can't yeah, that be done can't with, be done with anything <laughs> yeah. you know, only magic that changes hair color so her real hair is not real in this movie oh, yeah. <laughs> in actuality because she just shaved her head for empire records which oh, is that's right. right yes so there's no real hair on robin tunney in this movie her wig that she wears all the time is okay it's not right. great but it's okay. It's but kind of an older like, lady hairdo. Yeah. You know? <laughs> she looks like she works at a bank. Right. But her glamour hair is even worse. That wig yeah. looks like she bought it at the Halloween store. Somebody <laughs> yeah, bought, totally. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Anyone else have any hot problems? <laughs> was curious when they... Um... When they get all that money and they buy a jukebox. Oh yeah. Lucy's like, what is the difference from just having a record player? Right. Like, why? Because like, a jukebox. Get, like, a CD player or a record player, whatever year it is. And that is puzzling what? to me why Peaceful. anybody would do that, because it's crazy. I feel like that was a good characterization moment, though, is because they're obviously money. not good with they money. They would do yeah. something super wasteful. Yeah. 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 Well, I watched this with my husband, and he was like, they're going to run out of money in a week. Yeah. <laughs> that's what, that yeah. mon- like, that's, that that's what you said. You were like, yeah. I feel like you said, 
they already spent all their money. Well, yeah. well, it wasn't clear. Like, they must have just been renting that apartment. They yeah. didn't, like, buy a place, but... Uh... And it only plays Connie Francis songs. <laughs> She's just like, I always wanted this. This is exactly what I always wanted. I always specifically wanted a jukebox that played Connie Francis, which is different from a record player and a bunch of Connie Francis albums yeah. somehow. I know. I guess it's a little uh, more automatic. You don't have to physically remove records. It's like there's a novelty to it, but... Yeah, it's not... 100% novelty right? with almost no function yeah, yeah. <laughs> but i don't know that's yeah it's characterization <laughs> these are people who've been poor their whole lives and they literally do not know what to do with a lot of money oh another minor hot prop was just the prices of things at that magic shop yeah. <laughs> she seemed like she was making it up on the spot she, oh, no, 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 twenty dollars right <laughs> It comes to exactly $20? Is it because you saw me holding a $20 bill? Yeah. <laughs> oh, that one scene in the store, she said $15, and then she gave her a bill, and then left. Yeah. <laughs> a <laughs> one bill? $15 yes. Bill. Right. We should have just rewound. I couldn't tell if she said 15 or 50, and then Lucy thought she said 30, but she handed her a 20 and walked out. <laughs> she definitely didn't say 20. <laughs> What happened there? Maybe she did say 30 and there was a 10 under that 20 oh, and you could, they were just perfectly lined up. It's yeah. still very like, I don't know, elementary school play yeah. transactions. Yeah. Right. Like, yeah. Uh, How much, had, sir? Here you go, I'll hand you nothing. And then you take it, the end scene. Great, nailed it. She's like, right, oh, yeah. Your friends. You're not uh, stealing mm-hmm. Everything about that store was strange. <laughs> Maybe that's why she just randomly prices things because yeah. they're stealing stuff all the time. Yeah. Yeah, how much do you have? <laughs> right, yeah. I I did enjoy um, when the witch supply store lady <laughs> took Sarah into the back room yeah. of like the special stuff. This temple is built on a place of power. It looks like a college dorm room, like, almost, yeah, it was you like, know. Here's from... this room, no one can go. There's nothing really special in here. Yeah, it's just it's... where all her bongs are. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I thought that was hilarious. Next call. I enjoyed when they were walking on the beach, and one of them's got a bird cage, the other one has yeah. like a moth in a jar yeah, or little, something, and a snake. Yeah. <laughs> I like that beach scene a lot. All right. <laughs> I'm screwing around. Let's call the corner, shall we? I like all their magic scenes. Yeah. I yeah. like when they're in the woods. They did have a uh, an accuracy consultant. Ooh. Because Fruza Bulk apparently was a practicing witch. <laughs> Shocking. <laughs> and so she knew somebody that she brought in. So oh, I love that. Yeah, I love because I feel cool. like really what happened was Fruzabog had a friend and she's like, I can get you paid for something, you know yes, what I mean? Like, for sure. But hey I, guys, we need an accuracy consultant. Yeah. But apparently the the spells were all things that you could find in a basic spell book that you would buy oh, cool. in like a store. As above, so below. The only thing that wasn't accurate was that they made up a, a deity. Manon is not... <laughs> It's not a quote-unquote real deity. I was curious because I figured Wicca would be a very feminine-based religion, and it's actually duality. 
there's oh. two deities. There's a male and a female deity, and they had sort of different expertise. <laughs> it still bothers me that they decided to worship a, a male deity instead of a female deity, but yeah, yeah. But it's not 100% inaccurate. The reason I was curious about the accuracy is because of my weird interaction with this guy that works at Safeway. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. He was a real Wicca oh, wow. pagan. No, a real pagan. He wears a pentagram around his neck. And he was really, he's always upset about something. I try to avoid him when I go to the store now. Like, I'll go out of my way to not be in this guy's line because of interactions like this. Uh, he was really exasperated one day because he his roommate had just made him watch this awful movie. I just watched this movie last night, The Craft. And I was like, oh, I love that movie. And he went, it was so offensive. And I was oh, like, wow. what? Offensive? <laughs> and he's like, yeah. And then he sort of showed me his pentagram. He's like, and I'm a real pagan. And it was so offensive. Oh, <laughs> Apparently, it's wow. fairly accurate. So I don't know what was so offensive to him. I really did not want to ask any follow-up questions. Right. Yeah, I wouldn't either. <laughs> I just wanted That's to get That's intense. Out. I liked their ritual, like the beach scene. And then they take the knife and it's like, It is better that you should rush upon this blade and enter the circle with fear in your heart. How do you enter? With perfect love and perfect trust. It's like they're officially forming their coven yeah. in that. I thought that was cool. With perfect love and perfect trust. Yeah. Maybe. It's a good sisterhood moment. It's a bummer that <laughs> that it falls apart so yeah. horribly. She's this so is crazy what we got. at the end. She's, like She's so crazy. Sad. That's quite She's... a turn. Yeah. <laughs> She's just kind of quirky before that and then the... She can't handle the spirit. Nancy was such a bully in the end. What's the deal? Why doesn't she use magic on us? Because she's weak! Weak, weak, weak. <laughs> oh, God, you're so disgusting. Run! Run back up to your room like the little coward that you are. She's so pathetic! Saying like your mom, you killed your mom. You killed your mom when you came into the world, and it was just like, Jesus. They were really mean to her. Yeah. In the old days, if a witch betrayed her coven, they would kill her. She's like sort of like the evil queen bee of the coven or something, (laughs) and. There's some mean girl things. Yeah, there was some very mean girl things in it. It was cool, like, the the matchup between Nancy and Sarah in the end. I was just like, I was like, yes, she's gonna... She's going to defeat Nancy. <laughs> I don't know. That was satisfying. I liked all their interactions. I feel like there was a good tension between them. I, I thought it was kind of fun. Like, I, you know, Nancy just seems like one of those people that never likes anything, is always being kind of bitchy. Yeah. For everything. yeah she's... But then when they were doing the glamour, she was so into it. Wow. <laughs> Are you impressed? Oh Are you impressed? Yeah, I'm impressed. <laughs> you look like Bonnie Anderson. You want that Yeah. Oh, okay. It's real! And so much simpler than going to a salon. <laughs> I love that, that that was the thing that brought out like a genuine smile out of Nancy. And I was like, you made your hair blonde! <laughs> I'm as a feather stiff as a board. I'm as a feather stiff as a board. Light as a feather, stiff as a board. Oh, yeah. They're, that they is, have fun little slumber parties. That's scenes. definitely... Have you played that game once, like, at school? At oh, school? really? Yeah. I did that at a slumber party it once. It sort of worked because there were, like, 20 people. Like, hey, let's do this weird game. And I don't think anyone <laughs> had ever heard of it being magic. They're like, so apparently if you have, like, enough people... Yeah. It worked? I, I don't remember. I think it kind of did, but we had a lot of people. <laughs> 
I, how did you even get like that many people around one remember. person? It was definitely like we were very crowded, but I think it kind of worked, but not really. We kind <laughs> of managed to lift them up, but it, we were definitely exaggerating how well it worked. <laughs> I, I love think that is how those things generally right, work. Yeah, like the Ouija board is somebody is yeah, yeah. pushing it around. I loved that scene though, and uh, Rochelle's like, "Guys, it's not working," <laughs> and then it's like she's totally levitating yeah. in yeah. the circle. That's definitely a slumber party pastime. I've already started underlining meaningful passages in her copy of Moby Dick. If you know what I mean? Did you guys think of the Exorcist in the very end with Nancy? She was very Linda Blair in the end. <laughs> the end. Yeah. Linda Blair times ten. Yeah. <laughs> Linda like, Blair wishes. He gave me power. <laughs> I can do whatever I want now. I can fly. That was very creepy. Yeah. Anything with the that way kind they of montaged it was kind of cool. It felt cheap and it also looked really cool. Like the way they were like montage. But I can fly! I'm flying! I'm flying! I'm flying! She's been doing that for a while. (laughs) My favorite Nancy moment in the whole movie is when she kills Chris. Yeah. (laughs) And she's sliding across the room on her toes and going, sorry, sorry, sorry. I'm sorry. no follow-up to that at all. I know. <laughs> There's no investigation. Oh, he just fell out of a window. <laughs> and Backwards. <laughs> and then when Nancy's trying to get Sarah in the end to kill herself, she like leaves this suicide note that just says, I killed Chris. I'm sorry. Love Sarah. <laughs> yeah. She's like, love, love Sarah. Love Sarah. <laughs> and it's like, okay. Right. They don't know the handwriting is the same. Yes, yes. No, that Heather definitely is. has a Heather. Yeah. I like at the end of the uh, of the light is a feather when <laughs> when Rochelle falls and goes, oh my butt. <laughs> Just like that's really cute the way she says it. Yeah. And then her mom comes in and yeah. or it's a. Uh, Nev Campbell's mom comes in and goes, are you girls getting high? Are you girls getting high? No, mom. <laughs> I really like when the lady says, do you know how to use candles? Yes! <laughs> yeah, you light the wick. <laughs> right. <laughs> that one makes me laugh a lot. Yeah. Because, oh, that was so random. Yeah, there is a whole... That is a, there's that whole, like, culture of, again, my mom again. Like, do you know how to use candles? It seems like something my my mom would say or... Right. <laughs> or be adamantly say, yes, I definitely know how to use candles. Right. And I like when she got her blonde hair and they said, you look like Lonnie Anderson. Yes! <laughs> oh my God. I wrote reference. that down as a kind of Love minor it. hot prop, actually, because I'm like, how do these girls know who Lonnie Anderson is? I feel like they would, right? Wait, isn't I she mean, the WKRP? Yeah, of WKRP in Cincinnati fame. <laughs> yeah. I mean... <laughs> that was a long-running TV show that she was so. on. Did yeah. you know who Lonnie Anderson was? I did. You're right. I mean, you're, you're about right. the same. You're the same age as the craft yeah. girl. So. 
I know you want to think you're like I some was, millennial or something. I was younger than them, actually. I was in high school when this movie came out. Right, right. <laughs> so, so that should check out just fine. Like, who's Lonnie Anderson? Okay. <laughs> and then the iconic... Girls, watch out for those weirdos. <laughs> we are the weirdos, Mr. Oh, yes, yes of like course. It is such a great... We that's, are the weirdos. That, that They're looking back. like a moment that was very intended, like, oh, yeah, and then here's this great line. For the yeah. trailer. Yeah, they're going trailer in the trailer. Moment. That was yeah. definitely in the trailer. Yeah. yeah. It, was, it was in the trailer. Yeah. Yeah, we watched the trailer before we watched yeah. it. Yeah. I have a little button that says, We Are the Weirdos, Mr. on one of my coats, and people are always reading it and going, What? what? <laughs> Everybody's so square. I know. <laughs> I do really like. Just because it feels, again, so accurate of how assholey people are in high school when Christine Taylor, when Rachel True is like, why are you so mean to me? What is your problem? And she's like, I just don't like Negroids. Like, that <laughs> That felt very true to, like, just that kind of person in uh, high school. Yeah. It's very uncomfortable like and that awful. That character that I felt the most bad for, and I felt the least like, oh, well, you did something I'm like, yeah, I kind of, I mean, I like her revenge. She really yeah. is so tormented by this girl. Yeah. It's, she's a real straight up carry bully. <laughs> yeah. Rochelle seemed like the most, like, she didn't seem to do, she didn't change at all. She's just, right. she seemed fine. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. She seemed very normal, too. She was getting revenge. relentlessly bullied and yeah. got revenge. I drink up my sisters, and I ask for the ability to not hate those who hate me, especially racist pieces of bleach blonde shit like Laura Lizzie. And then also she felt bad about it, but she didn't even need to. Right. (laughs) She didn't even need to feel bad about that. I thought that was very just revenge. I guess last year, it was on Twitter, but like Rachel True, some horror conventions, like where they were inviting the cast of The Craft. They didn't invite her. (gasps) What? Yeah, they invited the three white actresses and not her and like she has a really important yeah story in that that there's such queer like oh these are the main characters and then these are the less main characters and that's kind of all the real characters yeah so that's so weird not to invite her yeah yeah i mean she was on the poster it was those four girls right exactly well i don't yeah i just read that yesterday any other lines you guys uh when they Learn to do the glamours, and Nancy says, I want a smaller ass. <laughs> <laughs> no. Hey, oh. something, something to me. Something to me. What do you want? Um, uh, oh, a smaller ass. A smaller oh. ass. <laughs> That's ridiculous. How? Why? <laughs> Going back to that scene with the, like, you did it the right way or whatever, yeah. and Feruza Balk's like, punk rock <laughs> like that's so punk rock and it's just like oh my god <laughs> i really want to die right i like at the end when bonnie and rochelle were like oh, it was just a joke i mean it was a practical joke funny <laughs> it was all just a practical joke when we tried Hilarious. to murder you yeah oh, yeah then when we told you like, yeah, yeah right <laughs> we were yeah. just kidding practical jokes are often really cruel though right they're never funny there's no joke in practical jokes in my opinion so i guess in a way it was a practical joke because it was totally cruel and (laughs) not not funny funny at all i feel like out of any excuse you could have like oh we were sort of crazy or she was telling us to it's like it was a practical joke right (laughs) you have so good ones what else does a suicide need huh now if you'll excuse me so this is what's called a lunchtime poll today's lunchtime poll question is what's 
spell would you have wanted to do on high school? And I guess it could either be a glamour or a revenge spell. This one was really hard for me to come up with something. I probably would have tried to skip school or something <laughs> or... Like how often? <laughs> Wait, what? How often would you try to skip? Just one time you would use a spell to just skip school one time? Skip school all the time. I don't know. I would, yeah, probably fairly often I would skip school. I don't know. I don't even give away any magic for that. Yeah, you you don't. Or you mark yourself present. I don't know. I I didn't really have a good answer for it. Yeah, Yeah, you could have like a... Exactly. Yeah, or maybe... Oh, oh, see? Yeah, I could do that. It would look like you're sitting there taking notes, but you're not really there. Okay, I could do that. That's a good idea. <laughs> it's a great idea. That's a great idea. <laughs> Glad I thought of it. <laughs> Thank you, Lucy. I definitely knew for the jukebox one, it would be all early Madonna songs. I don't. I never oh, wow. get tired of that. <laughs> An alternate lunchtime poll question was, what one artist would you have on a jukebox? That's kind of more like a would you rather question. If you only... Had to listen to one artist for the rest of your life. Oh God, for the jukebox. rest of your life or just on this jukebox? On the jukebox. So you know, I don't know. I mean. In your house, I guess. I mean, I have to say it's Ariana Grande. <laughs> <laughs> I, I should pick something way cooler or something, could, but it really would like be. For me, it would be Ariana Grande because it's kind of all that I use like a CD player for. Right. <laughs> I have a CD player. True stands over happy. here. Yeah. <laughs> sure it. <laughs> collaborate like well let's have two people since we're in the same house we could <laughs> no we would both <laughs> we'd have two two boxes both with only oh, around around right. around <laughs> the power like I guess, i'm just in middle school but i guess i would just be able to make everyone <laughs> quiet <laughs> if i could just make everyone quiet because people are very loud if i just had the ability to make like people stop talking i'm like excuse me i am trying to focus on this thing in class can you stop talking I yeah, like that. that's a good one. If I had powers in high school, it would have all been glamour. It would have been, you know, I was a late bloomer, to say the least. And so it would have been make myself beautiful, make everybody else, you know, not everybody, but the mean kids, you know, ugly. Like, that was a very big focus on <laughs> I mean, I want to have a deeper answer, but that's definitely, when I was in high school, that's definitely what it would have been. How about you, Jessica? Mine definitely would have been a revenge spell. Anytime anyone was mean to me, maybe made them like double over in pain or something. Nice. Oh, yeah. That's a good one. Because it literally happened every day. Like people just saying shit to me and I couldn't keep books in my locker because we, we were on the honor system in my school. So no one was allowed to have locks. Oh my god, like No, so locked? if I left shit in my locker, it would get messed with or vandalized. And... Sounds like that honor oh system working out great. It like, worked so great. <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. It worked for the people who made the system. Right. Oh, weird. Yeah. That never happens. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was a little microcosm. Yeah, right. Mostly, there were a lot of mean girls, but it was mostly guys like just yelling shit at me. So maybe just like a pain Jeez. in their balls or their dick or something. And then who's on your jukebox? <laughs> Oasis. Oh, <laughs> interesting. A longtime favorite of mine, and they have a shit ton of music. So there'd be a lot of variety okay. there. They have so many B sides, like all the B sides would be there. It takes up a lot of space on my computer, so nice. <laughs> just shift that all over to the jukebox. I feel like that'd be good. How very. She's my Wonder Wall. Yeah, Wonder Wall. That takes me to a very specific time. Yeah, there. Specific time. 1996. Hooray! Oh, yeah. <laughs> 
one of the times I skipped school, it was like we left to go get lunch and we came back to school. I don't know why. (laughs) Anyways, my friend Catherine and I, we went to the university, like the campus, and we got lunch there and we felt so cool like we were college kids. (laughs) And then we drove back to school. (laughs) And where did Oasis come into the school? Sorry, she drove a red Jeep and we she had Oasis playing. Ah, Sorry. I got a little sidetracked. I'm like thrown by like you can remember like one specific time you skipped school. I like know. I never. I, my greatest joy was how I would skip school so much and then I would get suspended for cutting school. <laughs> oh wow! Thank you. I know. I know, but I didn't question it. Like, all right, win win here. Yeah. I know. I can't think of anything else where like the punishment is the thing that you wanted in the first place, right. and not not a case of like be careful what you wish for. Like, no, really. Thanks, guys. Yeah. I'll see you Monday. <laughs> There's a thing of, like in school suspension. Yeah. I had this. But that is, like, it, it's like you're just there, but you don't go to class. Yeah. Like, right. What are you supposed to those. do? In I had that? I had that one like, time, and I like had to sit in a tiny office and yeah. just do schoolwork all day. Yeah, you just had. Yeah, exactly. You do schoolwork all day if you're in class. It's so dumb. Yeah. yeah. I know. And actually, yeah, it was kind of better because I didn't have to see any of the other students who I hated anyway. So. Right. And you don't have to go to gym, which is like, yeah. I mean, that's kind of like the oh, mean yeah. people high point, I think. Oh, yeah, missing gym was the best. Oh, even though, like, I liked, like, playing sports, but, like, still going to gym class if you're an outcast in school in any way is kind of the worst. It's daily torture, especially if they're doing team sports. We, we have to pick a team. Oh, Guess who never got to be team captain? <laughs> I probably would have used my powers to, like, yeah, skip gym because we I did not like dressing out. We had to, like, change our clothes. And there was... I forgot it was called dressing out. I hated, <laughs> never dress, heard that. I hated yeah. dressing out. Dressing out? Does that What's just mean called? changing? It just means changing clothes? into your gym clothes. Yeah. <laughs> Weird. But that's what they called it in my school, too. I don't Weird. Know. Never um, heard yeah. that. I guess it's a southern, east coast southern thing, maybe. Yeah, yeah I maybe. Guess. You're, you're, like, right in the middle there. <laughs> Virginia, you know. Oh, wow. What else? (laughs) (laughs) What else is there to talk about with this movie? It's definitely not a treasure trove of subtext or anything. Right. I mean, I guess I feel like it might be trying to say stuff about... Maybe not. (laughs) (laughs) About what? (laughs) I don't know, like female power, the power of womanhood and sexuality and... I bet there's supposed to be some meaning of how her mother was a witch too, but died in childbirth. You know, died in childbirth, I feel like, is always supposed to be symbolism in some way. Well, I feel like um, in movies that have suicide, it's always, you can always tell, because I feel like it's always the same, because if they, like, hang themselves or jump, then they die, but if they slit their wrist, they never die in movies. It does always seem like they that's never the die least that way. That's always successful way. Yeah, yeah. that's true. It's always, I can think of, like, three movies. Maybe two. Of attempted. Mm-hmm. Yeah, risk and it's it, yeah. always that if it doesn't like work. Like which ones? Um, well, there's Royal Tenenbaums and then that. Oh, right. Aww. Yeah. Little Miss Sunshine, I remember Steve Carell's character. Like he had tried. Oh, my bodyguard, he has a scar. Oh, yeah, yeah, that was other thing. Not a reference for okay. everybody. <laughs> <laughs> I was also a Matt Dillon super fan. Oh. <laughs> but I feel like that is a movie that holds up fine. My body is. Yeah. <laughs> Have you ever seen that movie? I think maybe when it came out. I don't remember it, though. Joan Cusack's in that movie. 
Okay, it didn't no. stick with me for whatever reason. When is it from? Is it 90s? or No, no, it's like early 80s. Oh. It's, uh, yeah, it's Matt Dillon. Matt Dillon, very young. In the, I mean, like, for real, a teenager, probably like 14 or 15. And do you remember Chris Makepeace, who is the kid in Meatballs? Mm. Okay. I had spent a long time. He had a little bit. He was sort of like the Michael Cera of his day. Oh, you know, wow. And his little heyday was being the kid in Meatballs and My Bodyguard. But my body, it's about like a kind of scrawny kid moves to a new town or a new school. And then Matt Dillon is a real mean kid bully. And then there's this other kid who's played by Adam Baldwin, who's like this really <laughs> big guy and a total outcast. Mm-hmm. And Chris Makepeace hires him to be his bodyguard to protect him from Matt Dillon. And then at some point you see that he has this guy. He has this whole like terrible tragic backstory. It's oh wow! Yeah, yeah, like, like the brother. Yes, that his brother uh, died from a gun in his house, and then it turns out he accidentally shot him. Like they. Oh Jesus! You know, yeah, yeah. It gets yeah. very dark. <laughs> yeah. I saw that pretty young. I know. I watched. It was that summer we watched a bunch of movies that you guys are probably too young for. <laughs> <laughs> it's Matt Dillon, Adam Baldwin, Chris Makepeace, and then. Uh, his dad is Martin Mull, and oh, his grandma—I right—and his grandmother is Ruth Gordon. Oh, so, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And then Joan Cusack is also in it. And there's somebody else—I don't remember. I would have to look it up. But there's someone else who doesn't even talk. You barely see it, and you're like, "Wait, is that?" And it's someone who ended up being super famous. Is practically an extra. Is it Mrs. Like, Poole? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's like someone. I'm gonna have to look it up because. I'm not going to think of it, but, um, like, we just kept seeing this girl. I was like, is that? It's- Jennifer Beals was oh. the person who, yeah. Oh, I'm mean, wow. like, it was someone really beautiful. <laughs> Sorry. She was really beautiful. She, yeah. She's still alive. Speaking of tragic backstories, uh, Skeet Ulrich has a tragic backstory. He does? His real name is Brian Ray Trout, which sounds like a serial killer name. Yeah, it's <laughs> very good. And uh, Ulrich is his stepfather's last name Uh-oh. and his uh when he was six years old Uh-oh. his birth father kidnapped him and his brother <gasps> oh my, <laughs> oh my god. god and they were kidnapped from age six to nine no yeah whoa jeez that messed up? yes that is really that's tv movie stuff right yeah there. whoa wow whoa that's crazy he wow. seems fine now but that was right. so i was wondering crazy. why he went with that name and then that makes perfect sense why he would not want to have any reminders yeah, of his birth yeah. father. And then Skeet was like a nickname that his little league coach gave him. Because <laughs> he was apparently really, really, really small. Aw, that's cute. Yeah. <laughs> Too bad his character is the worst. Yes. <laughs> yeah. But then that's testament, I guess, in some level to his acting because he really mm-hmm. is pretty awful. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like he plays that asshole character pretty well. <laughs> you know what moment yeah. he plays perfectly is when... He's like trying to make out with her, and she does. She's not ready. Let's go to my house. I can't. I gotta go home. All right. Are you mad? No. The way he says no with his face <laughs> is right. such a perfect like date rapist no. Like nailed it. Yep. So anyway, <laughs> this is the kind of inconsistent movie we get yeah. when a 32 year old white man makes a movie about four teenage girls. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know who's directing the remake? I hope it's a woman. <laughs> I don't know. I um, I just read like very brief that David Duchovny got cast in it. Maybe he's the dad. Oh wait, no, maybe he's I the have... French teacher. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> it will be written and directed by Zoe Lister-Jones. So that's a woman. That, yeah. Wrote, yeah. Wrote and starred in the indie drama Band-Aid. I don't know that Not much. familiar with it. And then Andrew Fleming is going to executive produce it. Andrew Fleming does direct a lot of TV now. He directed a couple episodes of Lady Dynamite, which <laughs> Dynamite. Oh, I love that show yeah. so much. <laughs> it sounds yeah. really good. Like, they're getting some good yeah. people in it. We'll have to do an episode of the <laughs> remake when that happens. Yeah, it was a fun movie. I remember just being so jumpy in the end of it, when in the movie theater, when I saw it in oh, high school. I am such a jumpy I'm such a jumpy person, oh. and like the snakes, it was just like I was. Oh, I remember squirming so much. When she like, entered the house, and the house was empty, and she was like calling her dad. That was like very stressful. Mm-hmm. I I can't handle suspense, and it, I'm incredibly jumpy. I remember it was so much fun to watch as a teenager in the movie theater, and I I liked seeing it again. Very fun, very gratifying. It was a cathartic movie. As problematic as depictions of relationships were at that time in movies. I could at least tell then that Sarah's taste in men was a problem. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I did not understand even then why she was drawn to Chris. It's weird that she's like drawn to Chris, but then also drawn to be friends with those three girls. Like she meets up with Chris, they start talking about the three girls. A minute later in the movie, she's like friends with the three girls. It's kind of like, <laughs> so what kind of person do you want to be friends with in this school? She kind of seems like she's just throwing it all out there. Yeah. I noticed in that one scene, the scene with all the snakes, she talked a lot about how she was having that before she met them. So, like, was it even them who really caused that? That is true. She was the one that had the power. And I think they sort of imply that, too, at the end, yeah. that they never had any power. It was just her bringing the power to them. Because mm-hmm. they said that they'd never been able to make any spells work or anything before she showed up. And I don't think it was just that there were four of them suddenly. It was because she was the only one who was actually a witch who actually had power. Mm-hmm. But then they kind of do drop that whole plot about people talking to her on the slick back home. I know that homeless guy gets yeah. hit by a car, but then after that, there's nobody else who is harassing her. At first, it right. seems like she's people are harassing her everywhere she goes. Like she's walking down that it's street and like everyone's kind of talking to her. Random and weird. Yeah, okay. They yeah. never go back to that at all. Yeah. I don't know what the deal was with that. <laughs> yeah, the guy with the snake, like... He's like, you were my, my dream. dream. you were dead. And yeah. I, yeah, it was a very creepy yeah. scene. It is weird. It's a little messy. A little sloppy, yeah. yeah. That's just like they kind of... Every movie with magic has to have a homeless person... Right, (laughs) saying prophetic things. Right, it's a very strange trope. Yeah, Donnie Darko. They have like the old woman waiting for the mail or something. Oh yeah, I don't know if she actually says anything in the movie, but she whispers. There's a she whispers into his ear. Everybody dies alone. I've got to see that again. I, I saw I that movie a ton. Oh, I was kind of obsessed with it that's for a, a while. Great movie. You like love Jake Gyllenhaal, right? I loved him. Not, I don't. I'm not as much of a stan as I used to be, but oh, at the time I was. Yeah, yeah I was about it. I loved him too. <laughs> okay. <yeah. laughs> so back. To I think we've reached our natural conclusion. Oh <laughs> so enough since we haven't that. mentioned the craft in some time, I think we're done talking about the craft. Okay. On the next episode of Paid in Puke, it's our season finale. We keep our Yuletides dark with Sophia Tikal's holiday horror film Black Christmas a reimagining of the beloved 1974 Bob Clark classic with a modern social justice twist. Black Christmas stars Imogen Poots, Elise Shannon, and Lily Donahue. 
If you enjoyed this episode of Paid in Puke, please take a minute to rate us highly on your preferred podcast listening apparatus. If you did not enjoy this episode, no further action is necessary. Thanks, guys! Paid in Puke is hosted by Amy Green, Christina Barr, and Jessica Baxter. Music by Silent Partner. Follow us on Twitter at Paid in Puke Pod or join us on Facebook at Paid in Puke Podcast. Thanks for listening. Lick it up, baby. Lick it up.